I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Losing two starting quarterbacks in one season is pretty brutal. Luckily, we have a guy who wants to play football a little bit. Purdy going to drop back to pass. Under pressure, going to step up. Try to run for it and go to the end zone standing. Purdy going to throw for the end zone for McCaffrey. Makes the catch for a touchdown. Purdy back. Now going to throw for the end zone. Wide open, Brandon Ayuk. This team with Brock Purdy at quarterback is capable of winning the Super Bowl. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy could be making his second career start in the start tonight in the beautiful city of Seattle that you see right now. The reason we say might is because he's currently listed as questionable for the game after suffering an oblique injury this past Sunday. For more, we check in at the Domino's pregame headquarters where Adam Schefter is standing by. Shefty, what do we know about Brock Purdy's availability for this game? Listed as questionable field, as you mentioned, due to oblique and rib injuries, and he is expected to start. It'll be his first NFL road start in a tough environment in Seattle against the Seahawks team that's fighting for a playoff berth. But keep in mind, he's not fully healthy, and that's why he got the questionable tag during practice this week, and they were light-limited practices because of the short week with the game on Thursday night. The 49ers did get some work for Josh Johnson, who they signed once they lost Jimmy Garoppolo to the broken foot. So, yes, Brock Purdy is expected to start, and yes, the 49ers also have prepared Josh Johnson in the event that they need to turn to him tonight, which tells you that Brock Purdy is not fully healthy. Jeffy, I believe his proper name is Josh Well-Traveled Johnson as he's played for about <laughs> half the NFL by now uh, in his career. More from Jeffy throughout the show because there are a ton of quarterback updates around the league today. And let's go back to Brock Purdy. So if he does play tonight, let's keep this, keep our eyes on this. The 49ers quarterback has been incredible on third down. Yeah, it's a tiny sample size. I know that. But Purdy has posted a 97 QBR. 55% first down rate and a 90% completion percentage on 21 third down drop packs. Out of 42 quarterbacks with at least 20 third down pass attempts this season, Purdy ranks first in all of those categories. That's what the numbers tell us. Let's get Dan Orlovsky in here to see what his eyes are telling him about Brock Purdy. Yeah, this young man in this offense for Kyle Shanahan handles situations really well and then handles the line of scrimmage. So situation, Kyle Shanahan loves to take advantage of kind of situational tendencies and or expectations. Babyface, you just talked about third down. This is third and five from the other game. Now pay attention to this. George Kittle is going to be lined up in the backfield. That's their tight end. So Brock Purdy's got to understand, like, okay, tight end in the backfield. What's the formation? How does that affect our protection calls? Well, if the tight end is in the backfield, where is the tailback then up top, Christian McCaffrey? Why are they doing that, right? They're flipping those guys essentially to get a matchup. There's a linebacker for the Tampa Bay defense matched up on them. Now, again, back to those situations of it being third and five. So often in these moments, defenses are like, okay, third and five, young quarterback, they're just going to try to get the ball out of his hands and maybe get a short completion. So off the ball, they're going to show what we call double slants indoor lion to the defense, okay? I love that from Kyle Shanahan, kind of presenting it, understanding that defensive backer, that linebacker's peeking in as Brock Purdy's peeking that way. But Kyle Shanahan loves to throw change-ups. Instead of that lion concept, he's going to go sluggo and whip route 
The defender breaks on the ball, third and five, touchdown. Great job by Brock Purdy handling all that stuff. But this is my favorite play of the game. Handling the line of scrimmage and or the situation of the moment. Everybody at home, really pay attention to George Kittle and McLeod, one and two here, okay? As they get to the line of scrimmage, look at as Kittle starting to like communicate like, yeah. hey, who's on the ball, who's off the ball, right? This is great. Look at Kittle, like right now he's on the ball and he's like, oh man, I got, I got to get off the ball as he's starting to talk to that official, right? Now this is the reality. That's an illegal formation by these two guys. Neither of those guys is on the ball right now. Okay. So this right now for the offense is an illegal formation. We often say this with quarterbacks, right? Like give the play a chance. Look at Kittle's like, hey, man, I'm the guy off the ball. Now McLeod is going to be the guy that starts going in motion, and Kittle's like, uh-oh, we got a problem. We don't have anybody legally on the football. So he's going to go, hey, I got to step onto the ball. Look at Brock Purdy right now. He's in complete control of this situation. Go, no, 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 guys. We have an issue, right? We are not in a legal formation, and right now we have two guys in motion. Give the play a chance to actually get started. This is great by him, completely controlling the situation. Now Kittle's on the ball. Great, you're in a legal formation. And now pay attention because McLeod's going to come back going, oh, man, you know what? Maybe I got to get lined back up. And Brock Purdy's like, no, 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 no. Just get yourself in your formation. He's going to peek back over to the right where Kittle is. Right now, okay, we're all in our perfect formation. Now we have a chance for our, our coach to take advantage of the moments. So often Kyle Shanahan likes to go curl, flat, and shallow cross. And they would read it one, two, to three essentially. Well, Kyle's going to again take advantage of that situation. Instead of that curl, he's going to tell Ayuk, you bubble go. Here he comes, defensive back, study your feet. Curl and go touchdown. So Brock Purdy's ability to handle all those moving parts, but then also handle the line of scrimmage. As a young player, give that play a chance to get started, get those moving pieces and, and set in place equals a touchdown. How often do we see those young players ruin those moments or not be able to handle them and a touchdown goes into a penalty? Such great a, job. Yeah, such a great example. First of all, I'm not sure what's better. The work by Brock Purdy, the work by you. But how often are we talking about plays that are actually won before the ball is snapped? Totally. Classic example right there from our guy, Dan Orlovsky. And Dan and I, we're here in-house. Left to right, you know the rest of this crew, of course. Marcus Swagoo Spears, Mina Kimes, and Keyshawn Johnson. We're trying to get Key to send us some of that L.A. weather here in chilly Bristol, Connecticut. Got We've got a today. ton of – what else is new? We've got a ton to get to for tonight's matchup. It is a huge one between Seattle and San Francisco. And Pete Carroll, the Seahawks head coach, was asked about facing the impressive rookie quarterback that Dan just broke down. Take a listen. They threw the heck out of the football uh, last week when it was the first time out, and then again this week, and, and uh, displaying, you know, demonstrating that they trust him. I mean, you can't, you can't see it any other way. They trust the guy. And what a remarkable amount of improvement he must have made to put himself in that position with so little and limited playing time. You know, he must be a terrific practice player and all that. He's done it really well. It's a really impressive start. Sure has been. I feel like we all feel the same way about Brock Purdy. The guy just shows up and uh, gets to work right away. Let's talk about him, though, Key. Uh, as a wide receiver, how was it different playing with Brock Purdy in this offense than it would have been with Jimmy Garoppolo under center? You know, for me, I, I don't believe just looking at it on his first two games, there's no difference. In fact, I think Brock Purdy is doing a tremendous job. He's friendly. And what I mean by that, the balls are catchable. They're very friendly. You mm. can catch it, grab it, and get up, get yak yards after the fact. If you look at everything that Dan showed you right there. That's what you want in your quarterback. You want friendly footballs in your hands. You want it within that frame of the body so you can now get it, get up the field quick, fast, and hurry. And he has command of the huddle. And I know, like you said, uh, babyface, it's a small sample size. But you know what we fall in love with? We fall in love with small sample sizes. Mm. And this is what I like to call him. 
Brock pretty right now because we are falling <laughs> in love with him. If he's able to go at full strength tonight, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be in for, their, for a long night for sure. Yeah, okay, I agree, man. But but listen, like, like I, I love the love that Brock Purdy is getting, and rightfully so. He's played well enough for us to have multiple converse, conversations on all the shows on ESPN. But the bottom line is we know that coming into a week against the San Francisco 49ers, majority of the week is spent with defensive coaches thinking, how in the hell are we going to stop this run game? <laughs> it was thought about that with Jimmy Garoppolo. It was thought about that with any quarterback that lines up back there. And the success and the addition of Christian McCaffrey, as much as we talked about Brock Purdy, it got lost in the fact that Christian McCaffrey had a monster game on the ground against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one of those defenses we say, used to say you couldn't run the football over. I think this element is what's been added, though. His ability for extension of plays. Right That's there. what this offense really yeah. lacked. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to extend plays, give guys a, a bit more time to either uncover or go pick up some of those difficult third downs when the defense potentially has your number. It'll be the same for the Seattle Seahawks. If you can't stop the run, you ain't going to beat the 49ers. And right. I might could play quarterback for him because the picture is <laughs> yeah, that clear. Your arm when you is kind of nice, Swaggy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, a, I, I agree with laser. you, Marcus. Maybe not about you playing quarterback. I don't know how that would go, but I agree with you about everything else you said. Um, you know, Brock Purdy is going to face some pretty difficult challenges in December and then in January, maybe, you know, as long as this goes. But this really isn't one of them because it's a mismatch for Seattle's defense in a number of ways. They can't stop play action. They can't stop screens. But really, it's the success of other teams on the ground that's yeah. been killing him. And, and it's also the particular types of runs that would give them trouble. So last week against Carolina, there was a drive in the fourth quarter where they yep. just spam counter over, over. and over oh, yes. and over. And let me tell you, yeah. every single one of those runs was successful. Wow. And this has been a trend actually all year long. The Seahawks defense is actually third in the NFL in yards per carry against inside zone, but against power and counter. So gap runs, they are third worst, allowing over seven yards per carry. Now the 49ers uh, offense has had a pretty diverse running game this year. Yeah. You've seen different types of approaches. I wouldn't be as surprised if we see a lot of pullers tonight because that's something that Seattle has struggled against all year. Completely agree. Last week, their best run game, game of the season, San Francisco, it was a lot of zone stuff, a lot of the split flow yeah. coming back across the line of scrimmage. But, MK, I remember when we did the whole sit-down and the evolution of the run game for this year, we talked about how they were really – becoming a gap scheme type of run game. Mm. I think the problem for Seattle, at least from my offensive perspective, is, is when they see those gap schemes, poor fits. They're not awful when the zone scheme happens in the fits. And what I mean by that is like guys hitting with the right shoulder or sending the ball to the right way. Sure. They really struggle doing that versus that gap scheme. I completely agree. I mean, a bunch of gap schemes tonight. Yeah, key players out or missed part of last week's game for Seattle and both Shelby Harris. He was sick. And obviously, Big Al Woods, who's the best run sure. defender on that team alongside Puna Ford. We'll see how much those guys are available tonight. It's week 15, as we said. We are in full swing. And I told you, Adam Schefter had a bunch of quarterback updates. Let's begin in Baltimore, Sheffy, with Tyler Huntley. Is he good to go to start for the Ravens this Saturday. Feel he's good to go. Lamar Jackson is not. Tyler Huntley has essentially cleared through concussion protocol. He is expected to start Saturday. Lamar Jackson is ruled out, and the soonest he could come back, obviously, would be on Christmas Eve versus the Atlanta Falcons. So it will be up to Tyler Huntley on Saturday to keep wow. Baltimore's playoff hopes alive. Jackson out, Huntley in. Russell Wilson 
limited in practice today, still in that concussion protocol from the big hit he suffered on Sunday on this play when he went face first to the ground. Still think it would be a huge surprise if he wound up playing and if Russell Wilson can't play on Sunday, Brett Rippon would start for the Denver Broncos. Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who missed practice yesterday due to an illness, was back at practice today in full, which tells you that he is tracking to be able to play on Sunday for the Chicago Bears. They're coming up to bye week, came back to work a little sick, but obviously feeling better today, a good sign for Chicago. And earlier today, the Jets quarterback, Mike White, told reporters that he plans to play on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. He's been limited in practice due to the rib injuries that he sustained on Sunday against Buffalo. On this hit, the other hit took a beating on Sunday, but Mike White has made it known that he wants to play on Sunday against Detroit. It's also worth pointing out this week that Robert Sala said that Zach Wilson is now the Jets' number two quarterback backing up Mike White. Yeah, we'll find out on the official game status report tomorrow whether Mike White will give it or go. That one certainly could go all the way up until about 90 minutes before kickoff. Plenty of great stuff from Shefty and plenty of stuff ahead here on NFL Live as the Bills are looking to split the season series with Miami. Swagoo tells us what Josh Allen can take away from what Justin Herbert did to the Dolphins' D last week. Plus, could the Cowboys have their hands full against the red-hot Trevor Lawrence-led Jaguars? Someone here says this receiver group is the best Dallas has faced in weeks. Free Game Headquarters is brought to you by Domino's. Get a taste of variety when you order off the Domino's Mix and Match menu. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. NFL Live is brought to you by Avatar, the way of the water, only in theaters tonight.
Hey, the Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered for week 15, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then Monday Night Countdown gets you set for Rams and Packers, 6 Eastern, both are on ESPN and the app. So there are a lot of ways to tell the stories as it pertains to pressuring quarterbacks and the Dolphins, at least of late. You have been better than Miami, who have 13 sacks in their past three games. Dolphins have been getting after quarterbacks since the acquisition specifically of Bradley Chubb, but that may not make that big of a difference on Saturday. That's because Josh Allen has been absurd under pressure this season, ranking first in QBR, first down rate, and yards per drop back. As we get back here with the crew on NFL Live and Swagoo, what's the one thing you want to see from the Bills offensively on Saturday night against the Dolphins? Yeah, you hear all the time that the NFL is a copycat league, yep. and there are certain things – that you watch defenses struggle with that you should try to implement. And it's Justin Herbert and how he was on the move. Praise God that Joe Lombardi had a <laughs> had an awakening. I think this should be a little bit of what Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, implement with Josh. It's not to get away from what you want to do offensively, but the straight drop back, as we've seen with Jalen Phillips and obviously um, Chubb coming over. Teams are having problems, and also Christian Wilkins on the inside. So I, I think a lot of this, a lot of what you see with the Buffalo Bills to me offensively, and give credit to the New York Jets and that defensive line mm -hmm. and how dominant they were, yeah. and then Josh Allen ha having to revert to using his legs, but I also think a little movement will help this uh -oh. offense for as explosive as Josh Allen is. I think this plays right into their hands, though, Swagoo, being at home, being in this weather. You know how I feel about the cold and warm weather teams going <laughs> to the cold and having to play. If Josh Allen can keep the turnovers down, don't make the late-game mistakes trying to be a hero if the game is close. Just play within yourself. One of the things I talked to Brandon being the general manager the other day of the, the Buffalo Bills, and one of the things he said to me, he said, this is why we drafted Josh. We knew we would be in situations like this where we got to throw the ball in cold weather. We've got to utilize big, strong quarterback play out of him when it, the season gets to the point where it is now. Because if they have the desire to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to have home field advantage at some point, he's got to play at a certain level in this weather because the weather is here to stay. Well, as we know, Key, that weather starts in November for Buffalo, right? They had to move a game in November to Detroit, yes, of course, absolutely. which was just crazy surface. Did, did I see that they're calling for, like, legit nine inches of snow no, during things, things change fast, yeah. but the National Weather Service did say there could be a total of 15 to 22 inches throughout the entire weekend. So we'll see whether that impacts the game, how much is on the field, how much is not. I can promise you. No, I'll be on my couch. It just sleds ready, Bob. With the kids. The kids are going to have a blast this weekend <laughs> up there in Buffalo. But, Dan, let's get back to the football yeah. side of this. Take us through the three most important things for the Bills' game plan on Saturday. I don't think the signing of Cole Beasley is like this game-changing thing, but I don't think it's a little either. How he works the middle of the field is going to be big for this offense. Yeah. Those choice routes that he had such a great feel for, leverage, uh, the color of the defense, you know, finding spots in zone I think is a big deal. The second thing is using that motion. Force the defense for Miami to communicate. See if you can get some information. Remember, Miami's a big pressure defense. If I motion a guy over First. and nobody moves, Great, now I know the blitz is coming. And then that brings to the final point. You better have a plan for pressure. And I know Babyface just talked about how good Josh Allen has been versus that blitz. 
this season, but Miami's not going to change. I mean, Miami's going to continue to come after you. And they did have some moments of success, success this past weekend coming after Los Angeles and Justin Herbert. So Josh Allen and that Buffalo Bills offense has got to have a really good understanding of, okay, if they are going to bring the pressure, what's our plan for it? And you guys hear me say this all the time. Is it try to get it out and survive or block it up and hurt you? And it'll be interesting to see if the weather impacts what their thought is Buffalo offensively. Because sometimes you want to go, let's block them up and hurt them. But if we're getting seven inches of snow and crazy wind, maybe it's a different option for Buffalo. Swagoo, both these teams like to throw the football. Certainly Miami loves to throw the football down the field. If it is a weather-impacted game, if there is snow all over the yard, does that favor one offense versus the other on Saturday? I think, you know, I would go favoring Buffalo because of Josh Allen. I yeah. mean, look, he's the he's the ultimate equalizer when it comes to as far as much as we've I've ranted about the Buffalo Bills needing to run the football more, mm. which I still think they do. I think they get away from it sometimes and it concerns me uh, with a team with so much success on the outside. But with Josh Allen legs, his physical ability and I know the health always comes into question. I would edge out Buffalo in the run game in this one. Whether it's a run game or the pass game, I edge out Buffalo, no question about it. Because when you got a big, strong quarterback, and Dan knows this, that can pierce that football through the wind, oh, my God, that is amazing to have. Yeah, we'll see whether or not uh, Miami has Jeff Wilson Jr. for their running game on uh, Saturday night. But I would have, a couple weeks ago, we saw the Bills get after it on the ground. Perhaps yeah. they can again this, yeah. this upcoming Saturday night. Hey, Trevor Lawrence been on a tear of late for the Jaguars. And Mina will tell us next the one thing the Cowboys defense Better not do when they take on the Jaguars this weekend, week 15, a massive, massive sleep. Let's go! This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Monday Night Football is back as Aaron Rodgers and the Packers play host to Baker Mayfield and the Rams at Lambeau Field. NFC Both Player teams, of the Week, Baker Mayfield. Let's go. Both teams, if they want to make the playoffs, need to win this one. 8 Eastern on ESPN and ABC, ESPN Deportes and ESPN+. Plus. The Manning cast is on ESPN2. Coverage begins with Monday Night Countdown at 6. Schefter will be there. He'll be very cold. It's supposed to be extremely Green Bay on Monday night. So we weren't even sure last week if Trevor Lawrence is going to be healthy enough to start against the Titans. Uh, how's this? He started, and he went on to become the youngest player in NFL history with 350 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown in the same game. He's 23 years old and some change. 
It's just ridiculous. It's a continued trend for Lawrence, who's been playing excellent recently. Since week nine, the Jaguars quarterback ranks fourth in total QBR, first in completion percentage, and is tied for the league's best touchdown to interception ratio, 10 to nothing. That's good. Seems like that's like Dan Orlovsky numbers in my head. Yeah, estimate. yeah. Come on. Back at Shelton High School versus Amity. Shout out to Shelton High School. Let's get Mina involved here. And Mina, where have you seen the biggest growth from Trevor specifically over the past five, six weeks? Field, he's doing so many things well. He's really putting it all together. You saw in those highlights, he's so good on the move. He's so good throwing on the move. The feel for pressure is amazing. But the one thing that really jumped out to me last week, it's not that complicated. It's just the ball placement yeah. on his throws. And this is massive because in the first half of the season, Trevor was uh, 27th in QBR against man coverage. Now, some of that had to do with the receivers not getting separation versus man. But over the last month, he has jumped to second in the NFL wow. against man coverage. And a lot of it is just the accuracy on difficult throws. I mean, in that Titans game, he threw two of the prettiest back shoulder balls you will see all yeah. season. Yeah. If he keeps that up against a Cowboys team that plays a lot of man coverage, this could be closer than it mm. seems. That thing was pretty, boy. That thing was pretty. Better Let me go to the bad. other side, man, because I, I, I pretty enough. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit concerned, y'all. Like last week for the Houston Texans, wide receiver Chris Moore, who probably whole country doesn't know, and I'm going to use one of Mina, um, Mina stats, 3.8 yards of separation against Kelvin Joseph. This is going to be about who's opposite from Trayvon Diggs. Mm. And Trevor Lawrence yeah. knows it. Just like I talked about the copycat league when we saw the Chargers last week. Again, this is going to be a similar situation. You will be attacked. One, I want to see how Dan Quinn either adjusts and tries to help because this will be the best group of wide receivers that the Cowboys have faced in a, couple, a few weeks. And I'm looking forward to seeing how, not only how they adjust to that, we know Ingram is going to be working the middle of the field. So at times, to your point, MK, these guys will be on the island, man to man, against some of these receivers from um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It has to be a concern based on what we saw last week with the Houston Texans. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really interested to see how Dan Quinn yeah. shifts and tries to help underneath that um underneath Kelvin Joseph over the top of Kelvin Joseph and see if that compromises your defense in any way with the way that Trevor Lawrence is playing seeing Trevor Lawrence play so well as a young player so good just mm. from a fan of his game the job that Doug Peterson and Press Taylor have done instilling the confidence back into him I don't believe we can kind of quantify that my favorite part of the offense right now and this is where they're going to test Dallas a little bit is how they've got like very specific roles for each guy and what they ask each guy in their past game to do. And Evan Ingram is starting mm. to come on for them because they're not asking him to be somebody that he's not. Oftentimes, it's like very simple stuff. Hey, Evan, bottom of screen, run a shallow cross. This is a very easy route for you down in the red zone. Run away from a guy that you are faster and bigger than. That's not hard to do unless you are incapable of running fast. Here's it, like run a flat route. Yeah. I'm not gonna ask you to be this elite route runner or make these incredibly difficult catches but you're just a guy that we kind of want to get the ball in your hands to allow you to be a yards after the catch type of guy. I mean, bottom of screen, he's going to run a five-yard hitch. Go up, Trevor will throw it to you. These aren't things that are tasking him too much with the nuance of route running because that's not what he is. We'll give you a little play fake screen. Again, it's not the exact role that like a Debo Samuel is, but it's not all that different either. It's how many different ways can we get to – it's like where's Waldo? How many different ways can I take him and move him around and give him those touches? 
And to Mina's point versus man coverage, I'll be interested to see how Dallas tries to defend him. It's such a good point because Evan Ingram was drafted where he was because of his incredible athleticism. Yeah. And there's times where that hasn't been taken advantage of. He had the drops in New York. What you just described, and I think why he had this breakout game, is the realization we just got to get the ball in yeah. this dude's hands. Yep. And if that continues against Dallas, I mean, it could. Really, it just comes down to whether or not Trevor has enough time because his playmakers in space can beat those Dallas totally. DBs. You guys have me flashing back to the combine. 4440, 4 4 Evan Ingram. Yeah. Love that guy in college. He's been kind of the Ole Miss version of himself yeah. in the uh, pro level now. We heard uh, Marcus talking about the pressure on the cornerbacks in the passing game. Uh, you think the running game will also test that group? How come? Because I don't know if there's an offense that gets the ball to the perimeter in their run game as consistently and as strategically as um, Jacksonville does. You know, Mina talked about, like, Trevor Lawrence's playmaking ability and his pocket movement, but also, like, the reality that they want to try to get the ball outside and force those guys to tackle. Um, one of the reasons why is because Here we go. defensive backs can't necessarily cut guys offensive linemen-wise anymore. So you get those guys outside the tackle box. There's 330 pounds running athletically. The Dallas secondary and those corners are going to have to be willing to come on and take tackles on. And Travis Etienne is a difficult tackle out on the perimeter, man. I think they're going to challenge the perimeter for Dallas both through the air and on the ground. Dan, I'm glad you said that. Look, the most important person when it comes to this run defense for Dallas is going to be Donovan Wilson. He's going to be a free hitter. Yeah. He's going to have to get Travis Etienne on the ground. The edges obviously will be under attack. That's where Dallas has been harmed the most this season on the ground. But when you have those sa that safety down, that strong safety down with the opportunity to tackle, and to your point, Travis Etienne is not a – he's not easy to get oh, on man. the ground when you meet him in a certain level of space going side to side. So Donovan Wilson is going to have his hands full. He's going to have to make plays in the hole, man. It's amazing the Jaguars haven't really gotten Travis Etienne involved that much as a pass catcher, and yet he's still having a great season. Yeah. That was the strength of his game back, back in, his in his college days at Clemson. Developing story here on NFL Live is Portland Irish quarterback is listed as questionable tonight. But San Francisco fans can breathe a sigh of relief as Adam Schefter is reporting that Purdy will be out there tonight despite oblique and rib injuries. And for more now, we check back in at the game at the Domino's pregame headquarters. Our guy Coley Harvey is standing by from slightly chilly Seattle. Coley, good to see you. It looks like despite being banged up, we'll have Brock Purdy out there tonight. What is the 49ers team confidence in this young QB who will make his first career start on the road tonight at an always hostile Seattle stadium. Hostile indeed field. I've got four words for you, and that's welcome to the NFL. Yeah. It's a phrase that Brock Purdy, the uh, Niners quarterback, has been hearing a lot from his teammates this week, and that's their way of saying, hey, look, you've been playing consistently strong these last couple of weeks, but can you continue to do that on this short four-day turnaround? This is, of course, the first time that Brock Purdy will be starting in his young career on a Thursday night, and his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, he certainly believes that Purdy can remain this consistent strong performer that we've seen of late. The primary reason he believes that is the growth that he has witnessed from Purdy these last couple of weeks. Shanahan basically saying uh, if he gets these opportunities, he's going to continue to get better, continue to improve the more that he gets a chance to play on the field. There's also this uh, caveat that I also want to add on Purdy, and that's the fact that he is seemingly uh, cucumber cool when it comes to being under duress and under pressure. Last week in the win over Tampa Bay, Purdy was six of seven 
with two touchdowns when being pressured. That's just one example of that cool demeanor coming through and one reason why the 49ers are so confident in him. Holy great stuff as always. Enjoy the game tonight. Should be a very fun one with significant NFC West playoff implications in Seattle. Hey, I hear there are some horses coming through. Studio. You want the clue? Oh my God! You want the clue? Me the clue. Give me the clue. Okay, let me hear. All right, it. he's got something in common. Common with someone who's on this show today. Okay, so Swagu, Mina, Key, me. I got nothing whatsoever. That's the clue, champ. Okay. Come on. Oh man. I don't next on NFL Live. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. The NFL has headed back to Las Vegas for the 2023 we'll Pro Bowl games. Dan will be there. We'll be there. All new skills challenges and the first ever NFL flag football games on Sunday, February 5th. Tickets now on sale. In the meantime, the Pro Bowl roster, it's in your hands. Voting ends today. So go scan that QR code and make the, on the screen and make your voice heard. It's Thursday. It can mean Let's only one on thing. The wagon. The Dan wagon. Let's All right, Dan. On the wagon. Who's on the wagon? I'm not I, giving I the answer. Zero you, guess. You haven't. Do you know? When in doubt, I guess Tom Brady. Who is not it's the answer? It's not Tom Brady. <laughs> Everybody knows how big of a fan I am of this young man and his game. Okay. I gave you guys all a clue that he had something in common with someone who's on the show today. Three, two. You have Let's a guess. With, I said Tom Brady. I guess. Garrett Wilson. Oh. New York Jets rookie wide receiver. Oh. You. Young feller on the Dan Wagon. He's probably the front runner right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year, as he should be. Yep. He's 132 receiving yards shy of becoming the first Jets player with 1,000 yards since, like, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, 2015. He's averaging 92 yards per game since week eight. That's the fourth most in the league behind Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, and Stupid a guy named Devontae Adams. Absolutely <laughs> balling. He's also averaging the most yards after the catch per game over that span with almost 40 yards. So we're talking about a dude who's balling. The last thing is this, and I hope he's watching. He already has set, already, with like four games to go, okay. has set the Jets rookie record for receiving yards with 868, <laughs> breaking some guy, key... Uh, Kashawn, Kashawn Johnson's record, eight hundred and forty-four. Kashawn, he's already broken that record. You would Key. say Kashawn, you country club fool. <laughs> Man, Key, he already broke hey, your he's record. He's balling though for sure. He already broke your record. Yeah, I can't help it. I, 
I can't help it. He's better than me. What can I say? Wow! Did someone hack down? Mark that down. Oh Everybody in studio, mark that down. That's the first time Keyshawn has ever said somebody's better than anything at him. I'm proud of you, man. Yeah, Keith is proud moment right there. That's Garrett Wilson. That's, That's how you gross. know Garrett Wilson. <laughs> These horses will do that to you. These horses will do that to you. They soften you up. That's how you know that you are the real deal, like Garrett Wilson. Not just That's on the bandwagon, so but also better than Keyshawn Johnson, according to Key himself. All right, time to see what's on trend around the NFL. I give you a stat. One of our analysts will tell you if that trend should be expected to continue this upcoming week. And we start in the nation's capital, where two of the league's best interior defensive linemen take the field on Sunday night. This season, Jonathan Allen and Dexter Lawrence rank second and third, respectively, in pressures amongst interior defensive linemen. Only Casey's Chris Jones is ahead of them. So, Mina, I'm going to start with you. Which one of these guys takes over the matchup between the Giants and the Commanders on Sunday night? Field, I am going to cheat. The answer is both yes. of them. This is the story of the game. These two big men are balling to steal Marcus's language a bit. And really, I think whether either of these offenses is any success is if they can avoid getting into uh, pass rush situations because both actually outside of even uh, Lawrence and Allen, both defensive lines are better than both offensive lines in this game. They got to run the ball well. They got to get those quarterbacks on the move because if they don't, Allen and Lawrence will eat. Who loves a flex game between the Giants and the Commanders? We all do. All right, we all does. Let's go to the Titans, who have struggled significantly on defense against play action this season. Tennessee ranks 29th in opponent QBR and has allowed a league-high 10 touchdown passes on play action this season. Sunday, they'll face a Chargers team that uses play action. Oh, at the eighth highest rate in the league. All right, so, Keith, does this trend continue uh, by Justin Herbert and the Chargers against the Titans this weekend? Absolutely. Run the football to Austin Eckler. Put the football in the belly of him, pull it out, go over the top play action pass because the secondary can't handle the trees. The trees of Allen, Williams, and Everett at the tight end spot. Justin Herbert is going to kill them with the play action pass game. I'm looking for a lot of points on Sunday in that game, but again, has huge playoff implications. Let's move from the Chargers and the Titans to the Chiefs, who have excelled on defense with the use of their screen game. And by defense, I mean offense, of hey, course. Boy. Hey, boy. Uh, this season, Patrick Mahomes leads the league in QBR, touchdown passes, and ranks second in first down rate when throwing screen passes. 38% of his screen passes have result, resulted in a first down. That's a 13% yeah. higher percentage than the league average. Yeah, and those are great numbers there, but do the, does the tape match up with the numbers? There's no doubt about it. This is the best screen team in football. And we talk about all the time, this team is going to face offensively so many too high defenses, so many shell defenses. So can they run it with their 12 or 13 personnel? Check, absolutely. But this is another way that they counter that as well. They're great with, and it takes everybody, the wide receivers and their releases taking defenders, the landmarks of the backs and or tight ends getting that screen pass. The way the offensive line communicates who's got who when they get out into their blocking and the timing of it, all that matters. They're the best coach team screen-wise in the NFL, and they're best, they're the best, they are the best executing screen team in the NFL. It's a pleasure to watch on tape. They can throw it downfield. They can also throw it behind the line of scrimmage for big plays. Hey, coming up next, the 49ers, a pretty good chance of clinching the NF NFC West at some point. But the Marcus explains why Geno has a tough matchup tonight for Seattle, who needs to win to keep their division and playoff hopes alive.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Start to turn it up. Got to keep this train rolling. Week 15 starts tonight with the 49ers traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And how about this? In terms of magnitude, According to ESPN Analytics, with a win tonight, the Seahawks would have a 78% chance to make the postseason. With a loss, that dips down to 39%. Good part of this game, of course, is Geno Smith. He has the tough task of facing the league's number one defense tonight, but he also may have an edge given San Francisco's high use of zone coverage this year. Geno in 2022 ranks second in QBR against zone coverage and leads the league in both completion percentage and touchdown passes. Meanwhile, the 49ers have used zone on 68% of their opponents' dropbacks as the third highest rate in the league. Swaggy, we're going to start with you. What is this challenge the 49ers, excuse me, what challenge does this present the 49ers' defense tonight, given how well Geno has, uh, has played this season and how well they have played on defense as well? Yeah, babyface, we've had multiple discussions about how good the 49ers' defense have been and people have talked about the linebacker, Fred Warner, and obviously Drake Greenlaw, but the impact that they have on the game, they force these quarterbacks to be patient. We saw it with Tua in that matchup about how depth of drop changed his perception and how he wanted to throw the ball. Buggy sent me a great stat. Fred Warner leads all linebackers in passes defended in second, um, and, and it's the second lowest completion percentage when he's in coverage in his area. So... It's a challenge because Geno has been, outside of him breaking the pocket, a very timing quarterback. This team has been very good offensively because of play action, and now they're about to play one of the best defenses, but also two of the best linebackers at diagnosing run pass and making quarterbacks hold the ball longer than desired. So it'll be interesting to see how Geno um, goes against that, not only having DK and Tyler Lockett with the ability to kind of stretch things on the outside. Everything that Swagoo just said right there, Phil, is a plus because Kenneth Walker is coming back into the lineup for them tonight. So that's going to help Geno Smith out tremendously. 
We saw Geno over the last couple Absolutely. of games struggle a little bit. Kenneth Walker not in the lineup in, in those games. But now, when you look at a young rookie like this just dominating the NFL and not afraid to gash it up in between the tackles or bounce it on the outside, the play-action pass game certainly slows things down for Geno Smith. So, Warner and company on the other side of the ball for the San Francisco 49ers are going to have their work cut out for them tonight. Sure will. They always make you earn it. Baby that much fight. is for sure. That's why I go to you. But let me say something, too, because I know a lot of people talk about the San Francisco 49ers and how well they defend and how well they defend the run. Key was there. I played on some really good run defenses in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And the teams that were able to have success because they didn't shy away from it are the ones that put us in the most stress. So Seattle better go into this game not just saying we're going to throw the run game out of the window and try to figure out how to – have offense against this defense. They better attempt it at the minimum to keep this defense honest. Got to stay true to who you are offensively. With a win tonight, by the way, San Francisco would win their second division title under Kyle Shanahan. Let's dive into this game a little bit more with Mina and Dan from a different angle. Mina, we'll start with you. The Geno-led uh, Seahawks have lost three of their past four games, including that loss last week where Geno kind of put it on his own shoulders after a pair of interceptions. Yeah. What has become less effective for that offense in recent weeks? Well, first I'll defend Gino. One of those interceptions should have been a free play, and yeah, he thought no, it was going to be. Offside. But, but, yeah. but that said, uh, he has been pressing, and I think there's a couple of reasons for that field. One is some of the easy completions that they used to draw up for him have no longer been there, notably uh, the boot game, which was an yeah. automatic first down for much of the yeah. season. Uh, in recent weeks, the EPA per play on those has been negative, in large part because edge rushers are just peeling off and going for Gino. Now, the way you counter that is you run the football, which is another thing that the Seahawks has struggled to do uh, over the last few weeks. Even, frankly, when Kenneth Walker was in the lineup, this was a challenge for them. And it's so important in this game because, of course, against this 49ers pass rush, you do not want to be in third and long. So they have to get it back uh, on track, I think, to get the boot game and make that more effective and then also just to keep Geno Smith from pressing as much as he has. Yeah, tonight I, it just feels like a game that if the Seahawks are going to win, it's going to take Geno Smith's best game of his career okay I know that Marcus just said don't get away from the run game sure and Mina just talked about how it would help their boot game San Francisco has not allowed a 60 yard rusher in 13 games ridiculous Dano that's the longest streak since 1933 we're talking 90 years so I would ask actually argue you better not even try to run the football because Mina just hit like, oh, you don't want to get into those third and long situations, and I agree. But this just feels like a game that Seattle and Geno have to be very aggressive on first down, not efficient. Mm. Take your shots downfield. You are not methodically going to march the ball downfield on this defense. Take your shots, take your shots, take your shots. First down, second down, first down mindset. Hey, listen, I know the fantasy side not always appeals to everybody, but – I might be benching Kenneth Walker the third in fantasy tonight. That's how good that 49ers defense has been against the run. One more check in our developing story as Brock Purdy will start for the 49ers tonight. That rookie who's been really good over the past two weeks is questionable because of oblique and rib injuries. Shefty says he's good to go. Josh Johnson is the backup. No quarterback elevated from the practice squad. And let's get right into the game picks. Before we actually make our game picks, just check out Key, man. Look at this. Look at this dude right there, Dano. I love that. That's Key's That's best awesome. look all season. <laughs> <laughs> Mina with the blonde hair. 
I don't know what kind of hat I'm wearing right there. And then Dan's got dreadlocks now. Babyface got that tan, man. I know. Uh, we get straight that, off we the bring beach. That back? Hey, by the way, we are all on the San Francisco 49ers. So congratulations, Seahawks. Mm. I'm pulling the upset tonight because that Please just clinched it right there. And our oh, This is usually yeah, a curse. I love it. Yeah, we, this we is usually a market death. Of course, one. Dan would have it, it as a one-point game. We all think it's going to be a close game. Hey, time now for one more thing. And if you're sitting there wondering, where the heck is Laura Rutledge and when is Field Yates getting off my TV? I'll tell you the answer after tomorrow. But Laura is going to be a very busy individual today. And here's the reason why. Laura's going back to her route. She'll be hosting the Miss America show tonight. Hey. How about this? I mean, Laura previously oh, participated in this. Uh, unbelievable. Laura is the best for so many different ways. Yes. Empowering woman. Yeah, okay, Swagoo. Shout out little little pageant wave Shout right out to there. Rutledge. There's oh, nothing that she can't do. By the way, she finished top 15 of the competition back Look at Tell Miss Louisiana to go get that thing. <laughs> Uh, good luck to you, Laura. Go get you that thing, Miss Louisiana. We'll have her back talking football before you know it. <laughs> NFL Live is back here tomorrow. Same time, same place.